what a wonderful introduction. Wow. Um, I'm astounded. I'm like, I am an alcoholic. First of all, let me say that. I'm an alcoholic. I wasn't always able to say that until I got here. But I could quickly tell you I'm a stone cold addict as well. Um, I'm extremely nervous. Kind of reminds me of when I had to go to court after I was arrested and I had to stand before the judge. Just that kind of feeling in the pit of my stomach. Um, I was talking to uh, uh, Thariah last night and I was telling her how nervous I felt. And she says, oh, she says, all you got to do is like um, look around at everybody in the room and imagine them naked and you'll be fine. So I've done that like a couple of times. I got a rubber band on my arm when I start to feel really off. So here we go. Um, first of all, thank you. Thank you for asking me to speak. Um, it, it is an honor. I don't care what nobody says. To me, it's, it's an honor to be asked to, to, to share what it was like for you. And since um, it was mentioned about anniversaries, I did acknowledge an anniversary on uh, June 8th. So that gives me 29.2 years, 348.30 months and 10,600 days and 254, 407 hours and about two minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like, that's kind of like an icebreak. Everybody kind of smiled at that. You know, but um, that wasn't that wasn't my first date. June eighth wasn't my first date. Um, I first came into the rooms in um, 1985, and I stood sober for a little bit short of my um, my seventh anniversary. And I picked up for two days. You know, and it's it's amazing because a couple people told me you shouldn't tell nobody. I'm like. Are you out of your mind? I have to talk about what's going on with me. I knew that even when I went out, you know. So I strongly recommend if you're staying here, if you're here in this meeting, you're staying here. You need to stay here because going out, nothing got better. Everything got worse. And I need to say people were a little bit mean to me when I came back, but I understood that because some were like disappointed in me, some were, I think, afraid for me because I also, um, I also have um, HIV. I've been HIV now for for thirty two years. I'm still here. I'm not going to talk too much about that, but who knows what the hell am I going to say? You know, I thought about it all night. What are you going to say to these people that they don't already know about you? But you know, when I tell my story. I always give you like like a little vanilla version. Here I can put a little cayenne pepper in it, you know, and tell you what it was really like, you know, cause I went through some bullshit out there. You know, I put myself in all kind of predic predicaments, but um, higher power, my higher power was higher, higher. I want to get higher so I can feel more power. That's what my higher power was. I wasn't thinking about God. 
I wasn't thinking about a child. I had a child. When I, when I was 17, I got pregnant, I had a child. All of that had to go to the wayside once I got high. And started off with, with a little alcohol, you know, and um, be quite front, front, blunt. Alcohol, I couldn't drink worse shit. You know, I always got like, um, like really like, like, like ill and I felt out of control. But I discovered the cocktail was to mix it with other stuff. You know, so that's kind of like what worked for me. You know, I, um, I never thought when, when I was a kid that, that I would be in a place like this. But you know what? I'm glad I'm in a place like this because I got to meet all of you. In the last year, you have turned my world upside down. And in spite of the COVID pandemic, the situation, um, you're pushing me towards being a better Helena. You know, I know that sounds a little corny. It sounds corny coming out of my mouth, damn. But you know, it's true. I'm looking at the screen and I'm like, Okay, you're going to speak, but you're not going to look at none of them. Man, I'm looking at all of y'all. You know, um, because I realized that by not looking at you, it's like, okay, you're just talking. But actually looking at you and letting you know what you mean to me, because you really mean a lot to me. You keep me going each day. And I go to a lot of meetings. I make two different meetings a week. I can't tell you how many meetings I go to. You know, I do service, I show up, even when I don't want to show up. And I sure did not want to show up here today after getting that little amount of sleep, after Monk posted that shit on the, on the thing last night in the, um, what was it? Oh, the secular, the secular info. I was like, oh, no, he didn't. So now everybody's going to see that. But then the other part of me was like, well, shit, maybe nobody will come. How about that? <laughs> And, and, you know, and that would have been fine if nobody came, you know, I would be here and it would just be a few, but this group has grown so big. It's, it's huge. You know, I remember when I first came to, to, to Tuss Noah, Noah, um, there was only like a few of us. And guess what? I was the first speaker, the first speaker. I remember Jimmy, Jimmy kind of snagged me into it. I met him at another meeting. We were talking and this and that, and we were talking about another meeting I had shared at in um, New York in a, a dinner dance, and it was a hundred and something people there, and you know I had to actually stand up and do it. Now that was some bullshit right there. I could stand up now, uh, but yeah, but but then I was like, Phew. and then my family was there too, so you know it was like a little bit. I had to really do the vanilla thing then, you know, but um. And, and they wanted me to speak for an hour. I'm like, an hour? Get the hell out of here. I, I did I did well though, I did about 40 minutes. Then I couldn't take it no more. I was ready to pee on the floor. But um, <laughs> I was, people were looking, some people looked dismayed. So sometimes it's not the best to look at people when you're speaking, because if you see their face and they look at me and it's like, oh, you said something they didn't like and this and that, they're gonna hate you forever. You know, but but that's okay because it's it's, it's my story. And um I guess I'm a I'm I'm an acquired taste, kind of like Covassier. Remember when I first tasted that drink? I was like, oh, this is awful. 
But you know, the by that time, the when I tasted that, it's like a lot of the guys I was kind of like hanging out with, I never hung out much with girls. Every now and then I do have a couple of true girlfriends that have been my girlfriends for life, which is a lot, a lot, because I'm not exactly a teen queen and a lot of my girlfriends are dead, you know. Um, but um, yeah, so I, I can remember the, the Cavassier drinking it with the guys and these guys were like hustlers, you know, and they were like, oh, it's an acquired taste. And I was like, this is awful, <laughs> you know, but, you know, I was always the type, I don't know about you, but I was always the type of um, alcoholic addict that wanted to say, oh, I had the experience of doing that. I tasted that. I've done that, you know, but not even that. I just wanted to try it. I just wanted to feel different, you know, because co coming up, um, as a kid and it seemed like I was always influenced by a lot of other people. It was only me and my mom around. Um, I, I, I grew up in, 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 in Brooklyn at that time, you know, and I can remember like being like around five or six, my mom, she always had a lot of people over like on, on, um, on the weekend card parties and and I'm I'm glad of that experience because I got to know a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of different types of people. I got to know artists, I got to know singers, a couple of famous people actually. I'm not gonna drop names, but yes, to become famous at a, a later date, I got to know people from Asia, you know, and I remember some of my friends used to tease me. And they used to call my mom a beatnik. And I didn't like that, you know, because I it just seemed like everything about our household was different. But I'm glad because I learned a lot from those people. I learned how to draw, you know, and I learned how to play the piano a bit. You know, I'm not no, I always play myself down, but I can do a little something, something. But um, yes, I, I learned a lot. I learned how to read. By the time I got to kindergarten, I knew how to read and I knew how to do a, a, a lot of things the other kids didn't do, you know. But on the other hand, I didn't know how to read a bike. I didn't know how to skate. I didn't know how to do any of those things. My dad, my dad was in the picture, but not so much so because him and my mom got divorced early. And um, he had he had um, other other siblings that I had. And um but no attention was focused much on on um, me with my dad. I remember he would take me around and when he did visit, he would take me to restaurants, you know, little diners and all I would ever want was a cheeseburger. Even to this day, I have a hard time with a cheeseburger. You know, I would want a cheeseburger and I would want like a milkshake. Now I can't even look at a milkshake. I don't like milkshakes, but as a kid, I did. You know, and um, I felt some kind of way about that. I felt less than, but what I did feel good about is that I knew I was smart. I knew I was smart. You know, I could remember things, you know. I um, I was very good with um, math. I, um, I read, like everything I picked up, I read. You know, my uncle gave me a, a, a theosaurus and I walked around with that and I was like seven years old and I was reading that thing. 
I would get spelling bees, you know, and um, that, that was important to me. It was important to me because early on, I remember one of my other aunts telling me, Helena, she says, you may not have nothing, but if you have an education, you can go a long way because nobody can never take that from you and you're a brilliant little girl, you know, so I took that with me, you know, but I wasn't brilliant about um, drinking and drugging, but that that's, that's what it was, you know, and that's, that's, that's kind of sad because I, I, I think back and I think, well, I'm not going to say should, I'll say you could have done something different, but that, that, that wasn't my path. You know, like I said, I was very good in math and very good in a lot of things, a lot of things. You know, I could dance, I could sing, I could do a lot, a lot. I was like a sponge. You know, and that's how I want to be in this program and continue to be like a sponge. I want to absorb everything. I want to know everything as much as I, as much as I can. You know, I'm 70 years old now. You know, um, I don't think I can stand another relapse. You know, I come back, I might come back ancient. I feel ancient now falling apart at 70. So I don't think I can take another relapse. So I better stay here and hold on to the seat. You know, and uh, make sure that trap door that I have under my legs, make sure it's bolted down tightly, you know. Um, and I, I just want to say one thing. Uh, it's a little hard for me. And I know I'm jumping all over the place. So uh, being recorded, this already this sounds like a mess to me. You know, I'm listening to myself. I'm like, what? <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. Um, because I guess this is what I'm supposed to say. I don't always feel um, the best about myself today. I've discovered a whole lot more defects than I thought I had. So it's like, I always say this particular phase of, of my recovery is like boot camp because I'm getting to go over everything all over again in a different kind of way. You know, when I came into the rooms, I came in under um, more or less of a, a, a traditional platform, but I still went to agnostic meetings. I didn't know what they were, but I knew I felt comfortable there. You know, um, I'm grateful to um, any meeting I can get into. I do service in traditional meetings. I do service in um, BIPOC meetings. I do service in um, secular meetings because I think that no matter where you come from, what platform, whatever you believe in, not that I care what you believe in, I don't give a damn, as long as um, it works for you, you know? And I think that's, that's, that's really, really, really important that I continue to, to just show up and, and do service no matter what platform, you know? I. Um, I myself, uh, keep rolling over to that. I don't know why that's happening, but something on my screen was funny for a minute. Uh, yeah, I um, I wake up each day now, and some days I don't know what to make of things, you know, because things are changing so fast on a daily basis, you know. Um, so I, I continue to stay connected because, you know, the, the city I live in and the things that are happening, they're happening fast, you know, um, 
as far as people getting back to like so called quote unquote normal um I'm, that takes up a lot of space in my head you know i go outside i'm anxious to get outside this is my my beach day by the way wednesday i'm not supposed to be doing no shit like this i'm supposed to be at the beach wednesday is my beach day but no when i show up for service i have to show up for service and i'm gonna keep thinking um the right thing to do is to show up for service the beach will be there you know but um yeah, so back to what I was saying. Pop the rubber band, Helena. You're starting to go a little nuts now. Okay, so <laughs> I see Marsha. I'm looking at Marsha because Marsha is my guideline face for a minute because she's smiling, she's laughing. So if I see her frowning, I know I'm fucking up. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, yeah, so I'm... I'm um, I don't know if I'm fearful because I seen somebody get a, a horrible beat down Monday, and I and I you know in in the street, I was on my way to go see the 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 um, my HIV specialist who I've had for twenty years. How about that? That's 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 pretty amazing, you know. Um, yeah, and 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 I and I saw somebody get a beat down, and I wanted to go help. That's the change in me. Because before I got here, it would have been like, hmm, that shit he was doing. I'm surprised somebody didn't go upside his head a long time ago. That was my kind of attitude, you know. But now it's like I'm I'm totally different. I really want to help people, even people I don't know. Maybe that's why I went back to school and got a master's degree in recovery in social work, uh, of all things. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that took a while, you know, because I still felt so bad about myself with the HIV, but I put myself in a position to acquire HIV, you know. Um, at first, uh, I just did what I thought I should do, and that was get educated about that disease, you know. I um I still have to take medicines. I still and I'm glad for the medicines because I wouldn't maybe be alive if I wasn't taking them. But um on on that level, I think I'm a pretty strong woman. I think I'm handling that a day at a time. I'm I'm not allowing it to handle me. You know, um I think that's the main thing. But yeah, so back to um you know to how I'm handling life a, a, a day at a time, it, it, it's difficult. It's, it's difficult on, on this platform. It's difficult because I'm, I'm older now. I think, um, I think back to being sober during the AIDS pandemic. And when this pandemic came about, I was like, well, I know how to live in a pandemic. I did that already. You know, I said to myself, I said, okay, Alina, you went through the Vietnam War you seen kids get murdered at Kent State, that period. You could get through this. Because at first, I can remember telling my, my sponsor, Frank, I might not get through this, Frank. You know, um, that's how I felt. But then again, I was like, okay, if you put yourself in a position where you can't take care of yourself anymore, you ain't going to no nursing home. You know, I, you, they say plan, but don't plan the outcome. I'm not planning to go to no nurse, no. 
No outcome is going to look like that for me. I'm not doing it. I, um, I don't want to talk about sad, sad things. Uh, but it's coming up and, and I don't know that I like that so much. I, uh, was talking to my daughter about this and she was like, oh, come on, mom, with the deaf thing. Come on, come on. So I'm like, okay, okay. But what I have learned to do is put things in perspective as far as laying things out, like um, like a will and, you know, that, that kind of thing. Well, I did that when I first found out I was HIV positive 32 years ago. But I did, um, I did have to update that. Oh, guess what? I got married twice to the same man. How about that? That's make everybody laugh. <laughs> yeah, once in recovery and once out of recovery. Um, that man, my man, he was a handsome little green-eyed devil, but, you know, uh, huh, he's dead now, he's been dead for, for, for quite a while, and when he died, uh, we were divorced the second time, and, um, and we had become really good friends, really friends, you know, so that was a horrible loss, you know, I, um, in spite of that, I've never been in love until I came on this platform, but that's a whole nother story. I ain't gonna talk about that shit today. But uh, yeah, I um, a lot of things happen in, 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 in my life and some really good things, some really, really good things because I became a better mother, a better person. You know, I have taken people through the steps um, the traditional way. I'm now taking someone through the steps a non-traditional way, you know, and um, and I'm doing it with them, you know, so I'm showing up and I know I'm jumping all over the place. I'm so sorry about that, but I'm not one of those people that can have a pad in front of them and, and, and go by the pad. I can't do it. I feel, somehow to me, I feel that's cheating. <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah, I can't do that. You, yeah, with me, you, you, <sighs> You get what you get, you know. I um, I'm grateful I'm sober. I don't feel grateful every day. Some days I wake up, I'm like, I'm not doing shit today. I don't want to hear nobody's fucking problems. I don't want to hear shit, you know. But as soon as I go in a meeting, that that all changes. That all changes. One thing that um that I did lose was the ability to remember my dreams as vivid as I did. I've always been a child that remembered her dreams to a T, to a T. And I would write about them. I would draw pictures about them. I would get into like um, little cartoon figures of myself and you know, all of this stuff. Every now and then I might throw out a little cartoon or something, you know, draw or whatever. But um, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm losing that ability. So now, now that I'm older, I'm like Helena. You're also starting to forget stuff a little, a little more. You still can remember at at the cash register how much change they're supposed to be giving you before they punch it up. You know, I can remember that. I can add up numbers still really quickly in my head, all of that. But certain little things I'm starting to to forget, and um, I don't know. So right away, you know. Mm, mm, my my thinking goes to 
okay, maybe this is dementia. Maybe this is this. Maybe this is that. I was talking to my therapist yesterday, and she said, Helena, she says, I told her about certain things, and she was saying, you overthink way too much, way too much, you know? So I'm like, well, that's better than underthinking. I'm like, at least I'm thinking, <laughs> you know? So she was like, oh, because I was telling her that, um, that I had saw my doctor, and I told him that since I took the, the, the COVID jab, that my body doesn't feel the same. I'm, I'm weaker. You know, um, I I I can't really explain it. My body, it's like it's not of this earth anymore. I know that sounds like a cornball bullshit shit like Mark would throw out. But it does feel like that. My body feels not of this earth, you know? And I'm like, okay, I feel weak and this and that. So I'm getting on the treadmill. Then I don't even want to get on the damn treadmill. So, you know... Um, and also I started to get a lot of neuropathy in my arms and legs and I hadn't felt that for a while, you know. Um, so when I did go see the doctor on on um, Monday after wit witnessing that terrible beatdown, and also I got to pick some blackberries. There were some blackberries. There was a tree out there and I was picking them and eating them. And that was good because I hadn't eaten anything before I actually witnessed that beatdown and went to see the doctor. So... I'm talking to him and um, I'm telling him, yo, you know, uh, my body doesn't feel the same and this and that. He was like, well, Helena, what what um, what what vaccine did you take? So I told him I took the um, the 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 J and J. He was like, oh, well, why, why didn't you call me before before you um took that shot? I was like. And by the way, you know, as I said, I'm a straighter. I'm like, oh boy, you know. But when I had seen him four months before, uh, he told me, gave me papers. He said, this is the paperwork. I want you to come back. We're gonna have the the vaccine available. I want you to, I want you to take it because I was very against taking that vaccine. I didn't want to take it because I already have so many antivirals in my body that I've been taking for years. If anything, you may dig inside of me and find a goddamn cure for um for what's going on. But all this shit that I, you know, with the medicines I've been taking for years, years, 30-something years, come on. I might be the next Wonder Woman, y'all don't even know. But um, <laughs> how about that? People of color, Wonder Woman, hey. But um, yeah, <laughs> who knows? But anyway, um, yeah, so he's like, the doctor says, well, Helena, you, 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 you tell me about any major decision in your life for the last 20 years, and you couldn't call me about that. But he told me to take a shot before, but they didn't call me for the, um, the Montefiore shot, so it became available in my community. So I decided, okay, Johnson & Johnson, one jab, one jab is better than two. Who the fuck wants to get stuck twice? I don't, you know. So I did the research. I went to some seminars, and they said that the um the the J and J shot would 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 be fine for the HIV and this and that because of course I asked the seminar was based on that, you know. So um so back to to you know the the doctor he was like well, you know you tell me about every other thing every major thing, you know. So he's like my medical sponsor, and um 
I even he even more or less was a big part of me going to to grad school because he, he I I didn't feel I was good enough you know um, that's been a large part of my story not feeling worthy you know so that was one of the things I wanted to do towards building my self esteem I didn't even know what the hell that was before I got to the rooms you know. Um, but anyway, back to the doctor. So, um, yeah, so he's like, um, well, there's been some findings. Um, whenever somebody says that, it's, it's not good. There's been some findings that people with HIV should maybe not take that shot because other people have been experiencing, you know, kind of what you were experiencing, not so much with the neuropathy. So I'm like, mm -mm, I knew I had to be a little unique in there somewhere, you know? So he says, but this is what you can do going forward. He said, you can bounce back. He says, you've bounced back from a lot of things. You can bounce back. He says, I want you to get on the treadmill or do some aerobic exercise, but dance every day. That Even though I felt let down and low down, I still was dancing to music pretty much every day you know, and, and, and doing some stretches, but that was about the sum of it, a walk here and there, but nothing like, um, I wasn't doing no nano walks or nothing like that. I was like, you know, a couple of walks around the greenway, a little something, something, but, um, I don't know. I, um, I said, okay. So I said, well, I have a treadmill. I could treadmill right in the living room, you know, so I can't tell you how many times I actually tripped over it instead of getting on it. But um, that's another story in itself. So uh, he says, I want you to do it every day for 15 minutes a day and then kind of build yourself up. He says, you already have the vitamin C ascorbic. Start taking it. I want you to take it every day, not no every three days. You know, he says, I don't want you to take it like you take your HIV meds. And that's, a one, that's another thing I want to mention, folks. I don't take the HIV medicine every day. I never did. I take it every other day because I had already overthink that. And I looked at people that were taking it every day and they were dropping like flies. So I said, no, I'm going to take it every other day. Space it out. I'm still here. I don't know if that worked. My doctor says it's working for me. So that's fine. You know, because I just, I just don't want a lot of things in my body. You know, I don't want a lot of pills and a lot of crap. You know, um, I do suffer from major depressive disorder. I didn't mention that. So I have to take something for that, the lowest, you know, and even that I'm sometimes cracking it in half, you know, because I, I don't want it. I don't, I don't want these things in my system, but these, this is what I have to do to, to, to live. So if he says, take the vitamin C, take it every day, put it's, it's powder, it's ascorbate. I got it from Amazon. That shit was expensive as hell too. So I should be taking it twice a day as expensive as it was. But anyway, he says you can sprinkle it in your food. You can do this. You can do that. Fill yourself back up. He says, I'll, I'll, I'll see you in four months. He says, hey, he cursed. I never heard him curse. He said, I want you to sprinkle that shit on your food. <laughs> I never heard him curse. He's a proper gentleman, you know? So I was like, oh, okay. You know, and I've done everything he said, and I'm still here. So like I said, that's my medical sponsor. You know, my primary care, pff, he may see me every two years. I'm like, hey, hey, hello, and this and that. Because I look at my HIV specialist as my primary doctor. So, um, let's see. It's 1038. Jeez, is that all it is? Eesh.
Okay. Um, let's see. All right. These are the things I do a day at a time to stay sober. Um, I don't want to tell you all about um, the horrible things I didn't do when I wasn't sober because some of them are so horrific that it, it, it doesn't bear mentioning. I've mentioned it a couple of times in the kitchen here and there, certain things or whatever. But I've always been like a um, very violent little girl. I learned how to fight very well. And, and I think that that helped me a lot in the type of life I was living before I got to the rooms. So, cause I didn't want nobody going upside my head. You know, that wasn't happening. So anyway, but today, today I make meetings, I show up. Even when I don't want to show up, sometimes it's a push. You know, I drink lots of water, I'm trying to not get away from knocking back Coca-Cola and I'm doing okay with that. You know, I don't have six packs in the house no more. I had six packs Coke. You know, if they were on sale, I'm like, oh, let me get the cart. You know, so no, so I'm trying to do that a little bit better, and and I and I am a lot better with that. I have a nutritionist now. I have a therapist. I have a a, a fucking great sponsor. You know, I have a good support network. You know, I have people in my life that care about me. I have people that I really care about. You know, I've learned to love so many people um, in this group. I've learned from you all. Y'all are so goddamn smart, damn. And y'all know so much, like about music and art and writing, you know, I'm, I'm looking on the board now. I don't want to call out names because that gets funky. Then people will think later, what about me? What about me? You seem into me. Because that's how I think. That don't mean everybody else thinks like that. You know, but I'm like, oh, they mention me. <laughs> oh, poor Alina, get the fuck out of here. Listen, I'm not mentioning no names, but um, I'm looking on the screen and some of you have helped me so, so, so much. You know, you're, you're brilliant. You're shining. I'm looking at you now. You're all are shining. You know, um, it's amazing what this program can do if we allow it, you know, to, to come into our lives. If we can be honest, if we can be open, if we can be willing. The open may be a little hard, but um, sometimes I have to push outside of my comfort zone. Not too much now, because then I'm like, no, because then that shit becomes codependent. I ain't doing that shit. No. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to, um, I have to allow myself, and I learned that from an, uh, basically a new person in this room. Sometimes I have contempt and prior to investigation, and um, it was a situation that had to do with somebody that 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 was speaking that that I felt had offended me, and I refused to go and hear their message. And this particular person that's in this room was telling me, but Helena, the person is not a, a, um, a, a horrible person or whatever you need. Why don't you just go ahead and message? I'm like, I'm not fucking doing it. Yeah, and I didn't do it. 
And and afterwards, I thought about that, and I'm like, because I actually got to, to know the person a little bit after that. I kind of pushed it to the side. They 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 made a little amend to me, and um, and and and, and that was okay. And I became friends with the person, you know. Um, so sometimes I have to kind of just push what I think is the the right thing. Just push out of the way. Just take a peek. I mean, you don't have to stay. Just take a peek and see. You know, so that's how I've been learning lessons here. I've been learning um, lessons about pushing past things that I do well, that people tell me, Helena, just give it a try, just do this. I'm also trying, now this is a hard one, you know, or everybody that I see here is very fucking busy, you know, and sometimes I wanna call y'all, you know, but I then I say they're too busy. They're too busy. They have this and this and that. But I'm like, well, Helena, why don't you just call them and find out? They, I'm sure they'll let you know they're too busy or whatever. So I'm going to start doing that, you know, because you have so much to offer. You have a lot, a lot to offer. And I see it. I see it in you. I've learned so much. I've learned across the board more about my recovery, more about defects. Um, sad to say I learned more about defects than the assets. Uh-huh. But that's okay. That's okay. It's, 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 it's my journey, you know. And um, I get so much from you. You hold me up. You really, you really do. Some days, especially like in the, the very beginning, mentally, I, I wasn't worried about the 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 physical part i was worried about the mental i was up here i was about to lose my fucking mind you know um i'm a person i like to go out i like to i love to travel you know i love going on cruises and that's how i got to visit a lot of countries you know i love doing things you know so i i'm i want to encourage um everybody to to maybe sometimes st- step outside your comfort zone you know i want you to enjoy your recovery have some fun do some exercise and do some face exercise. So you won't have as many wrinkles as I'm starting to get. Oh my gosh. If I had, a, if I had a, just a tad more, a tad more exercise, I'd be like a lot tighter. But anyway, that's another story. Because once you stretch it out, ain't no stretching it back. Just like, you know, what they say about the pickle. It's just like that with the skin. Okay. But, um, yeah, so what else can I say? Um, make meetings, get a sponsor, maybe an interim sponsor, get a home group. I remember early on I was told if you don't if you don't get a home group, you're homeless. You know, I don't want homelessness to be part of my story. I already got enough bullshit in my story. But anyway, um, yeah. Um to get to the steps. I know um, it's a very individual process, but I think for me, the steps was the the, the start of me getting a, a little bit better, you know, um, the change of the thinking. Um, and one more thing, and then I'm gonna shut the hell up. I would like to, encourage the newer people, the older people to please, please, please reach out to the newcomers. You know, especially the ones that pop in and don't show back up. 
give them a call, text them, find out what's going on. Because sometimes they need the extra push and they need to know someone cares. You know, it's a little intimidating to come into a, a kitchen meeting or this and that and, and you're new and everybody's talking and this and that. You don't know nobody you're new. You know, reach out just just a just a little just a tad bit harder, you know, to try to in, in, incorporate them in our large kitchen circle or, or any 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 circle. You know, because the newcomer is who's going to be around when maybe we're not here. Well, at least some of them, you know, and um, I don't know. I don't know really what else to say. Um, I think I covered a lot. Um, I'm glad I didn't talk about my horrible past too much, but um, maybe I'll do it again. And don't invite me back no more, please. Uh. But anyway, I'm, uh, I'm glad to be here. And now, what I'm going to do, what I said I wasn't going to do, I'm going to call up my sponsor. He's wonderful. Um, uh, who else can I call out? Uh, Gladys and Jason with the music and Shirley from Canada and Kim and Jim and the other Jimmy and my lovely Julie and Rowan, Holly and Lisa and Rick J and Sarah and Mary and Angie and Patrick. And Mark and Brigitte and Catherine and Malia and Susan and Trish and Marcia, the amazing one, and Tom, oh my gosh, Tom and Howard. So that's all I can see on this screen. Oh, there's another screen. There's 40 people here. Get the fuck out of here. I didn't know that shit. Okay. We got Tab and Denver and my Amy girl and Jeff Cook and Agnes and Scott. And Matt and Kate and Nancy Ann and Elizabeth and Page 141, Third Tradition, Hank and Rick J and Gladys, my girl, my girl, my girl, my girl. Okay, um, so hope I didn't miss anybody. So thank you for listening. I did my best. Um, maybe y'all can erase the recording if you don't like it afterwards because it sounds like it came kind of funky out of my mouth but anyway so i love you all and thanks for listening bye for now